We're live from the 260. I'm Bug Dollar. I'm sitting here with G Money in the Quiet Storm. And we're down here at the legendary Rudy's. Let's jump right into it. Let's get it. How you doing tonight, Buck? I'm happy to be right? here. I could be so many other places, but I'm here <laughs> with you magical people. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate and G Money, that. how are you? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. just lighting up my- What do you uh, got? What do you got smoking tonight? Uh, tonight, I got a Alex Bradley Puck Maduro. So How about you? How about you, Buck? I'm sit. I'm smoking on the uh, Chuba Cabra S. S- okay. Yeah, the Chuba. <laughs> yeah, there it is. The Chuba Cabra. Chuba Cabra. Thank you. And I'm I'm uh, on my old trusty Oliva O. It's my favorite. Uh, we got a good night tonight. We got a good show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, but our topic tonight is. Something that we've been talking about a lot down here at Rudy's. You know, the three of us met down here at Rudy's. We love this place, uh, and we talk about a lot about local sports and cigars. But one of the things we talked about is what makes uh, a good quarterback in high school sports. What makes them legendary, baby? Yeah, what makes them legendary? What makes them legendary? And, and so we thought, uh, why not uh, uh, fire up our Sticks and Sports hotline? And we asked the expert. Coach Kyle Lindsay from Bishop Lures High School. The legendary Kyle Lindsay. <laughs> Welcome, Coach. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, fellas. Yeah, legendary so, might be pushing it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the compliment. Well, we're we're uh, we thought you know you're you're uh, the the double threat. You're a quarterback in high school, and now you're coaching a high school team. And we thought, what better coach to get to than to get to Kyle Lindsay? And so I appreciate you taking the time. I know we're into. Uh, uh the last week of uh the regular play we got one more game left this season but we we promise we'll not ask you details about that so um one quick question we want so our fans are not just from fort wayne that listen to this podcast are actually from all over the world tell them a little bit about yourself and uh kind of how you got into coaching and why you decided to stay in coaching at bishop lures okay well um I graduated from Bishop Lures in 2002. Uh, while at Lures, I was a three-sport athlete, football, basketball, and baseball. Uh, before that, I played just about everything else you could as a, as a child. Um, and I think my experience of uh, growing up around Bishop Lures football, uh, my father was uh, Matt Lindsay, the former head coach uh, from 1980s. I want to get this right. 1987 to 2012. Yeah, you better get that uh, right. You don't want to make your own <laughs> man, man. Spent a lot of uh, a lot of days, a lot of weeks, a lot of months, a lot of years uh, around the hallways of Bishop Lewis High School, the uh, the practice fields, the gym. Um, but anyhow, I graduated from the University of Dayton in 2007, where I played baseball. Um, and I wasn't sure, you know, what I really wanted to do with my life at that time. I just, I was a sports head. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to play sports for as long as I could. Uh, a lot of it, call it uh, naivety, uh, ignorance. Uh, <laughs> probably thought I was better than I actually was. We uh, all do, coach. We all do. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a common, uh, common theme amongst young. Uh, particularly male athletes, high school athletes, uh, heading into college. Um, but one thing I, I did know is I wanted to be around uh, the game of football in particular. Um, you know, I loved everything I played. I was just a, a competitor. So, so, uh, and, and uh, so I 
you know, but my passion for football led me to believe that I had to be around the game. I did some sport management classes. I looked into physical therapy and said, you know what, I have to have my hands on. Uh, I want to work with kids. And I had a, I, uh, my family says I've always been good uh, working with my cousins, a lot of them younger cousins uh, growing up. So, um, you know, I also had a passion for working with kids and uh, what better way to get involved in the game and work with as many kids as possible than through uh, teaching. So I uh, graduated in 07 and uh, got my teaching license in about 2010. So it took a couple of years. I was on that five-year track. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think tell you one thing about my experience is I can uh, show the road for kids not to take. Well, coach, don't feel um, bad. It to took me thirteen years to graduate college. Debt free, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't feel bad. I mean, I, I think a normal path for kids these days sometimes is is not the direct path. You know, for me, I went to Purdue. I, it took six years. Buck, you took thirteen years in, in Chicago State, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I was, I, you know what? I was high off of sports, man. I was doing so much sports, man. I had to go to rehab. <laughs> Literally, like well, I was you know, coaching. Those, those comments make me feel a little bit better about yeah. my past. Oh, yeah. I was coaching in Chicago, and it, and it just – I got caught up in the raft of it, you know, basketball and football. But, Coach, I'm going to jump right into something with you real quick. Does your experience give you a better path to relate to student-athletes? Um, I guess maybe the – kids that I've coached and that I've um, I've had in the classroom could have a better answer, but uh, one would think it would. Um, I think that's one one compliment I get frequently from kids and their parents is uh, how well I um, interact with them and how well I do relate uh, to them. I'm kind of, uh, at the age of 38, I'm kind of in between the old school and uh, new, new school uh, train of thought, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't have a definitive answer, but I'd like to think it, it probably plays a little bit. Okay, well, when I was growing up, I've said this many times before, I might be a little older than you, Coach. I think I am. You <laughs> might even be a little bit better looking than me. I don't know. But <laughs> oh, here's the know. thing. When I was growing up, I wanted to be like Joe Montana. I wore number three because I played quarterback. I wanted to be like Joe Cool. Who did okay. you pattern yourself after at quarterback? You know, uh, I'm big, being a big Notre Dame fan. Uh, Joe Montana was a little bit before my time, um, but I I did go back and frequently watched his highlights. I watched all. Um, I grew up. Let me see here. My first memories of Notre Dame Stadium were probably Rick Meyer and uh, the Rocket Ismail. Oh uh, man! Don't do that. Don't go back um, so far. Oh I, man, that's amazing. Oh, I did not want to model my name after Rick Meyer. Uh, well, let me but you know that. what? I thought uh, Rick Meyer was the next coming of Joe Montana. I really yeah, did. I thought he had it. Wasn't. I thought he <laughs> had it until he went to the Bears. But anyhow, but now, how much better is Carson Clark at this stage in his career than you played when you played? Uh, it's, it's not even close uh, in terms of – Understanding an offense, understanding a defense, uh, throwing the ball, throwing mechanics. Um, you know, he's uh, he's a very advanced. He's at a very advanced level uh, for a high school quarterback. Uh, you know, he's he's ready to go on to the next level. He's going to succeed no matter where he's at. Hey, you know, coach, I'm uh, I'm praying and I'm hoping. I like that kid's game so much, man, and I can tell that the work is there. His craft is strong. I'm hoping to see 
some big time school, take this kid and work him to the highest level that he can possibly go. I'm yeah. hoping that for him. Him and Brody. Yeah, Brody is great as well. Well, you know, what we're talking about is Carson Clark. He's a quarterback at Bishop Lures High School in Fort Wayne. And off the top of your head, what are the records he just blew blew away last game? Oh. What were the, what did he, It was like most yards in the season. Yeah, that's not exactly off the top of my head as I had to look these up uh, in the last 24 hours to get out to all the media as yeah. I could. Uh, last Friday, he broke the career passing yard record. Yeah. Um, and the city record, um, he broke the, so he's over 6,000 yards right now, uh, just passed, uh, his actually just passed his, uh, quarterback coach, James Knapke, um, who my coach, uh, while he was at Newark's. How'd that go over? Um, Were you mad that he passed your record? Or, uh, yeah, you no, wouldn't. no. In fact, you know, James will, will giggle about it and they'll tell some jokes, but when James was, uh, a high school uh, quarterback his senior year. Um, yeah. I, I made some uh, jokes that as he approached my my record, because at the time he was approaching my record, um, I told him that we were going to just, you know, we had a strong rushing game. We had a big offensive line when he played that we were just going to run the ball the rest of the year. So <laughs> or put in QB2. telling Carson that uh, the last month or so. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he, so Carson broke the career passing yard record. He broke the career completions record last Friday. Uh, that was Noah Wazinski. Um, who played uh, a couple of years after James, uh, went to Miami, Ohio. He's a, another great quarterback mm-hmm. um, in Lewis history. He broke the career attempts record. Oh, this is all last Friday. Uh, and then on top of that, he broke two single-game records uh, with his performance. He was 16 of 16 uh, passing, so he broke the, uh, the single-game completions, consecutive completions, and he broke the single-game that's impressive. Uh, completion percentage with at least a minimum of ten attempts. So, so how do you uh, think? Yeah, it was a night of records. That it was a it was a great night. It was a good game, even though we had thunderstorm delay. Um, yeah. Hey, what do you think about the difference between way quarterbacks are now in today's local, you know, Allen County SAC game versus, you know, I don't want to say when you when you threw, but just how is it different these days? How's the, the game well, different? I think um, at the core is the difference in scheme, the difference in philosophy. You see a lot more open offenses with three, four receivers on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I played, we were uh, just about everybody was in the um, I formation. You know, you had your um, your fullback lined up behind you. You yeah. had your tailback behind them. You had a tight end and two yeah. receivers out wide. Um, and that was the game, and that was, uh, you know, just about every program uh, ran a similar style offense. Uh, so you saw, saw a lot more of uh, maybe play-action type passing. I know that was uh, what I did a lot of. I, I uh, would fake, you know, for me, I would fake a dive to Anthony Spencer, a future NFL player, or Mike Lito. <laughs> Not a bad choice. A, yeah. a uh, collegiate All-American. Um, and then I'd throw the ball over the top to maybe a Javon Witherspoon, who was also a um, an All American, yeah. uh, wide out in high school. Hey, uh, I, I have uh, another. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I no, I I just want to say, like, uh, do you think that the SAC has a different class of QBs than the rest of the state or the rest of the conferences? Or talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, it's hard to compare. My, I'm just, you know, mostly knowledgeable about local um an area fort wayne football um you know i'm well aware of 
uh, you know, what the MIC down in Indy has to offer. And there's boatloads of talent and there's all kinds of uh, facilities um, that these kids probably have a leg up on um, with most programs around here. But um, in terms of overall style and overall, uh, you know, performance, I think, you know, uh, pound for pound, I would put the SEC up there with anybody. Um, yeah, I agree. There's been some really great quarterbacks, um, you know, stretching back several decades. Uh, but it seems even more so in the last, uh, really the last 10, 15 years when the 7-on-7 seven seven, um, really became more of like a, it's almost like AAU basketball for football. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of kids out there that are throwing the ball around all summer, uh, you know, that um, you're, you're going to find – kids that can, um, you know, can throw the ball a little bit better. Uh, not to say that, uh, we, you know, my era 20 years ago, uh, we didn't have that capability, but that just wasn't what we were asked to do with the style of offense that we ran. So, Hey, we're going to take, uh, a, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll leave you on the okay. line. Uh, and we're going to let everybody know. We're live from the two six zero. We're at the legendary Rudy's cigars, chocolate, wine. Everything that you can imagine is here. It's a great place to be. Uh, I'm I'm Bug Dollar. I'm sitting here with G Money in the Quiet Storm, and everything is legendary, baby. And we are uh, we're talking tonight about local quarterbacks. We got uh, the awesome coach Lindsey on the phone from Bishop Lewis High School. I want to follow up with an SAC question. This is an argument that we always. You got three guys here doing this podcast are all defenders of the SAC. And we, we always get people that come from Indianapolis and other places in the state. Do you think that the SAC gives you a, a stronger a background going into the sectionals? I don't want to say advantage, but give me your thoughts on that. Uh, as a small school uh, to a program, uh, there's zero doubt that our regular season schedule prepares us for postseason play. Uh, you know, you're like, and uh, maybe this is the anomaly, um, as we're currently undefeated and uh, playing this Friday for uh, a conference title. But, um, you know, we generally, we've got some close, close games against some big schools that have more depth, that probably have more speed, more strength um, in most years. And, uh, you know, whether you come out on top or not, your kids are competing um, and they're, they're giving their all. They're going to learn from those experiences, you know, so long as I and my coaching staff are doing our jobs. Uh, so I have, I have no doubt that we are probably, uh, we are better prepared for postseason play than uh, your typical, um, you know, small school. Yeah, I don't uh, think the other conference coaches want to, want to believe that or not. I don't know if they do or not, but I, I personally, being a guy that's uh, 20 feet behind you at every game, um, I, I've been there. Um, He's that, NFL ready, Lindsay. No, I'm not NFL ready. <laughs> He's NFL ready. Lindsay, you're NFL ready. We got to think big, baby. School programs and, uh, and the conferences that they play, ultimately, when it comes down to postseason, as we all know, you know, everybody's O and O. There's yeah. only 11 guys on the field at one time, and that's something that we've tried to uh, preach to our kids here in the conference. Uh, when we look across the sideline and we see a – Homestead or a Dwanger or a Carroll with, you know, maybe twice as many uh, varsity players. Uh, ultimately, it's 11 on 11. And uh, I know there's a lot of great small school programs out there and some great uh, coaches out there at these programs that uh, preach that as well. So, well, one uh, of the things I want to follow up with you on that is since I am 20 feet behind you at every game, uh, how does uh, 
what's your thoughts on how technology has changed the game, the local game, not oh, only for, not only for your program, but in general? Yeah, it's uh, without a doubt. Football has improved because of technology um, from everything that we can um, identify on the field live as it's happening. Uh, you know, if you see, look down, you see a coach surrounded by players on the bench uh, with an iPad, with a tablet. Uh, they're, they're watching film from the previous drive. Hey, where did we go wrong on uh, play number 14? That's a big time. Oh, well, you know, we, we, our, our left tackle didn't, he didn't get a post step. That defensive end snuck right inside that B gap. How's that, uh, how's hey, that well, help well, you guys well, after well, the I game? I play number 20 go well. So yeah. you're able to make a lot of adjustments on the fly. Um, and, you know, conversely, I think the, the kids experience and, and learning the game, uh, there's a lot more opportunities for them to develop their football IQ because of technology. Well, you know, just to let everybody know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of biased. I've been helping coach out here for uh, many years on, on uh, we use a software package called Huddle. We specifically use Sideline. And what he's talking about is we have uh, two cameras we record at the 50-yard line up on the press box. And then we have another one that we sh- shoot uh, down the length of the field uh, really for uh, – I would say probably mostly for defense. Wouldn't you say, Kyle, is that that's mostly for defense to look at the, the uh, alignment of the of the line and making sure coverage is happening? Uh, the, the press box view? The press box view and then the end zone view. And I'd say the end zone view is more for your box players, your offensive, defensive linemen, your linebackers. Yeah. Uh, whereas the press box view, you get to see more of the uh, all-wide skill positions, your receivers, defensive backs. Uh, they can – um, they and coaches can kind of identify, hey, yeah. this is uh, when they're lined up this tight. You got two, two receivers to the right, and they're really tight to the linemen, then this is what they want to do. Uh, you know, so, yeah. so there's some small intricacies that the more you study and the more you're around the game, um, oh. the more it all makes sense. How does it help you coaches after the game? How does technology help you after the game? What are you able to do? Oh, uh, well, you know, after we um, – partake in you know maybe a a beverage uh, or two after the game uh, we all Water. we're usually we get the notification uh usually from a uh i'll just leave it with his initials from a jb uh through email that uh our our film is ready to watch uh ready to be viewed or uh, jb or uh yeah. gl uh, <laughs> share this this playlist with you so we get that notification and most of us are in our cars in five minutes driving home to watch film. That's crazy. Isn't um, it? So, Can you imagine yeah, what it would be like watching that night's game? Sometimes we have some film in advance. Uh, you know, I know last Friday night after the game, uh, was I excited to watch, uh, the, uh, our, how we played against Southside. Definitely watched, watched that film, but you know, watch spent a good hour or, Hour and a half last weekend, last Friday night, watching Snyder films. So, yeah, yeah, uh, complete difference. Hey, coach, we're almost done here. I wanted to take another break to give a shout out to Rudy's. Yes, we are live at in the two six zero. We are at the legendary Rudy's. I'm Buck Dollar. I'm sitting here with G Money in the Quad Storm, and everything is legendary, baby. We got the legendary Cal Lindsey on the line with us, (laughs) and he's a giant slayer. I don't know if he actually feels that way this uh, year. No, he got to feel that way. <laughs> you know why I say that? 
I've seen this guy win a game in 13 seconds. <laughs> I've seen uh, this guy win a game in six seconds. Yeah. And you got you got to be around the sport. Coach, you got to be around the sport to be able to do that. You yeah, got to be around just, the sport to be able listen, to do that. Listen, we're just rabid fans. You got to give us a break. All right, Coach? Um, I, I get it. Hey, it's uh, exciting year to watch. Another thing we talk about a lot is kids can play football at plenty of schools here in Fort Wayne, but they play school. They want to play football at a school that has an established program. And what we mean by program is we talk about that a lot. Yeah, we talk about programs a lot. And uh, I, you know, I'm slanted towards Bishop Lures. I love the program there. Can you talk a little bit about maybe uh, what your expectations are for? Uh, or I should say the program's uh, expectations for uh, for people that might not understand, like what the academic and the behavioral expectations are for your uh, kids playing football at Bishop Lewers. Uh, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, they're expected to um, have their head on straight. They're expected to, um, you know, really get after their academics. Um, you know, we work, we don't work with uh, just the ISA bare minimum um, throughout the quarters. Um, I say that. Uh, I say has a required, uh, you have to pass as a student athlete, 70% of your classes. Uh, but when we get to our grade check time, about six weeks into the first quarter, uh, you know, kids who have Fs, uh, they are held out of football, held out of football practice until they get their grades up. Yeah. Um, do we, they do, uh, they do that? Being, being in the building um, as a PE teacher, um, having access to all the kids' grades, I can, you know, I go through uh, at least once a week, usually multiple times a week, especially as midterm approaches uh, and the quarter approaches. I take a look at these kids' grades, and uh, we have a nice – the administration has been so supportive. The teachers have been more than – we've gone above and beyond to yeah. make sure we've got a setting where kids know that academics is valued. So we put kids in study tables. Um, we've gone through different cycles of how we've done it, but – Right now, uh, kids that really need the help, if they've got multiple Ds, if they have even just one F, they're in study tables um, after school. So, Coach, uh, yes, Coach, I, you know, first I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying with John, I've always ran a tight shift as a coach for all my time I've coached, and I've always believed in the program. You got football programs, you got basketball programs, then you just got basketball, you got football teams. You know, the way you guys do it, the first time I ever came to Lures, I always respected the way you did things. And and before I even seen you guys, that's the way I always did things. You know, complete order. It's either you pass your classes or nothing. But I want to jump into this question with you. What we are pr- we some promise of the, it's the last question. <laughs> what are some of the factors that have gotten Bishop Lures High School to where it is in this, in this season right now? Uh, I think first and foremost, the beatings that we took last week, or not last week, but last year in the city. Uh, and during conference play last year, we were three and six. Uh, we were mercy ruled three times, uh, meaning we lost by 35 points, or, or we had a 35 points or more deficit in the second half, which means the clock runs. Um, we And then, you know, fast forward uh, to Thanksgiving weekend uh, of last, last year, 2020. Uh, we lost a, a late lead in the state championship game. Uh, we had a nine-point lead with uh, three minutes and 33 seconds left. And, uh, you know, Western Boone, the, at that time, the two-time defending state title, 
state winners. Um, they came back and they did what we had done to a couple of our postseason opponents. Uh, you know, just broke our hearts. Um, and that has really fueled this group of seniors, our leadership on the team to put in work in the off season. And I think as much as anything, that motivator and then really uh, having an energy and attitude of getting after it in the uh, in the weight room has been so huge for us. Uh, the kids were sick of being pushed around, uh, which had happened the previous couple seasons, and they put in a lot of work to make sure uh, they didn't have that experience again. So how do you stop that? Like, like this is such an excellent season, and I hope it continue on for you. But how do you stop that? How do you keep this level of play up for good? Like, I mean, is it is it a camaraderie? Do you find a way to get in a situation where it just doesn't uh, – happen again like to stay at this level how do you keep those guys at this level no matter if they're sophomore freshman juniors yep. or seniors how do you keep them at this level well i think the uh seniors have established that attitude that hey if you guys want if we want to be successful and we want to compete and win games in the city then we have to be strong we have to put work in in the weight room we have to learn the game more um and then when you got a lot of energy from your leaders directed at that, um, then it's a lot easier for your freshmen, your sophomores, your juniors, you know, your, your, your next wave of leadership. It's a lot easier to understand what it truly took to get to the point where we are at so far. So that's something that we hope these younger classes um, are learning. I, I think we're really confident that they are. And that's something we hope uh, will carry into the future. You're facing the wrong way when I get to witness what the, your athletes are doing when they're on the sidelines. And I noticed that the camaraderie is really strong between uh, your student athletes and uh, they do a good job with each other on the sidelines, keeping them, keeping them positive, you know, giving them kudos. You've got some great, you move, I know you move some kids around for some injuries uh, and those kids are, uh, they're getting supported by the rest of the team. I, you know, you got to know that too, that, that these, oh, these, these kids are doing a great job. Special, special group of kids. It's, uh, you know, it truly is, is a special season. And, uh, um, you know, they, without, they're having, they're enjoying the game and ultimately it comes down to, this is a game. Yeah. Uh, I think people who know me know that uh, at the end of the day, I want the kids to learn something to help prepare them for life after high school. Uh, but I want them to have fun while they're playing Bishop Lewis football. So the people, the kids That's coming up after them, um, have that same experience. Well, we we certainly uh, we certainly appreciate your time and your effort you gave us tonight, and also what you do for the program at Bishop Lewis High School. You know, I'm a a lifelong fan, as you know. Uh, I, I always will be. I know um, Buck Buck Dollar is too. Uh, he's got a son that's playing freshman right now. Um, G money, so you know, yep. yeah. So we we all we talk about it all the time. People give us crap all the time. They say we talk about lures too much. Yeah, but... G money's a Bruin. He's a Bruin. <laughs> G money's a Bruin over here. Anyways, I I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank uh, you, Coach. If we have any questions, we'll uh, we'll hunt you down, and uh, we're gonna wish you tons of luck the rest of the week, and uh, tons of luck on Friday night. How's that sound? Coach. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Coach, we're going to have a statue out there of, of you when this thing is over. You keep up this type <laughs> oh, of work. No, we put no, the no, And I'm going to sign it first because I, I signed off on it. Yeah. I'm going to sign the statue <laughs> first. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Coach Lindsay, thank you for your time. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right thanks, Great. Everybody, that was uh, Coach 
Kyle Lindsay with Bishop Lures High School. He uh, was gracious enough during uh, his week to take some time out and talk to us. We really, really appreciate that. We knew we were going to go a little bit long tonight. So, um, uh, G Money, you got a few scores you want to hit us from last week, yeah, uh, just to um, cover off real yeah. quick. We just got a couple of minutes left. Yeah, great game that was uh, that was on Friday was uh, the Snyder and Bishop Blinger game. Yeah, uh, Snyder thirty three, Bishop Blinger twenty two. Homestead another um, fight. Homestead another tough team. They beat uh, Wayne. Uh, Carroll was also another n- tough team, sixty nine to seven. So they yeah, need a hug. They do. What but was that game? Carroll and Concordia. Oh, so, yeah, a lot of great teams out there, a lot of great games. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great games this coming week. So keep it up, guys. Yeah. We got uh, we had a good show tonight. I mean, we, we've talked a lot about uh, lo- what makes local quarterbacks special and uh, a little bit. We talk about them a lot, uh, not on our podcast, and we'll probably continue this conversation. We've got some other good topics coming up, but we've got the last game of the season Friday, and Lures plays Snyder at Lures. I got Lures. How many? 41, Snyder, 32. I I might take that. Yeah. (laughs) 41, 32. Bishop Lures, the Giant Slayers. Yeah. Well, we've. we've, Two way against a 6A? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy crazy. stuff? So, listen, if uh, G Money, if people have questions about uh, anything on this or they have an idea for a show, how can they get a hold of us? They can email us, uh, sticksandsports at gmail.com. They can also get us on the Instagram at sticksandsports. And that's sticks, A and D sports, correct? Correct. We are live from the 260. I'm Buck Dollar. I'm sitting here with G Money in the Quad Storm, and everything is legendary, baby. Uh, we have the legendary Kyle Lindsay from Bishop Lewis High School on the line. We are live at Rudy's on Brackenridge. Chocolate, wine, and cigars. Some of the greatest things you'll see here. Yeah, we had a good show tonight, didn't we? Great we had show. an excellent show. Just right. uh, leave it off with a classic Jackie Moon quote. Everybody love everybody. That's right. <laughs> good, good show, Buck. Thanks for your time. G-Money, thanks for your time. Thank you you all for listening. We'll talk to you next time. All magical.